Welcome to the Weekend Shenanigans Podcast. It's Bill. Cindy. Steven. And tonight we have a special guest. Special guest, you want to introduce yourself? Terry. Just Terry. If you don't Terry. know Terry, you should know Terry. And yeah. that's, that's all that needs to be said. No. Terry's uh, an old buddy of mine who uh, has been a tech fan his entire life and uh, has season tickets uh, two rows behind me uh, and comes tailgates with us. So thought we'd get him on to bring in some some new perspective, especially this week. We're going to be recapping the Duke game and looking forward to the rest of the season. Kind of got a little half by week this week, so this will probably be the only episode between now and Virginia Tech. So we'll touch on the Virginia Tech game. And then I think we'll talk a little bit about a couple other tech sports that have been going on or getting ready to go on. And then, uh, yeah, see where things go from there. So, Terry, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm Welcome, excited to Terry. Be here. Yeah. Scenic Midtown, Atlanta, Georgia. So, Terry, give us a uh, – we'll start with you. Give us your thoughts of the Duke game this last weekend. We uh, lost 28-14. What, um, what, was your, what was your takeaway? My God-honest opinion is that special teams are going to be what gets Paul Johnson uh, relieved of duty. They've been trash for as long as I can remember being here, and I'm a huge Paul Johnson fan. I think his offense works great for that, but he's never had even a halfway decent special teams, and right now it's just costing him games left and right. Yeah, definitely um, special teams cost us at least seven points in the end of the third quarter this week, so I guess we'll go back and and start a little bit and catch up to that point because I think the first half of the game – was kind of boring. Um, uh, so. I thought it was good. Our defense kept, kept us Oh, playing. yeah. Defense, defense was great. Our defense was, was awesome. Our with the, except, with really the exception boring. of that first drive. The first drive, did you notice they didn't have any they, plays they that weren't first down? Start. Yeah. They had four plays, four first downs, touchdown. Yeah. I think we actually, yeah. I think we walked in. I think I walked in. Yeah, I missed After that, that first touchdown. Yeah. I missed that one. It was yeah. like seven enough when we walked up the stairs. So, yeah, they, they scored on their first drive, and then the defense figured out, like, I guess they – they weren't ready for that first drive, but from there on out, held them. Like I felt like the defense did after that first drive. I felt like the defense did well. They kept us in the game, but then I feel like the third in the third quarter breakdown. Well, let's let's stick to the first half here real shit. quick. So, yeah. Um, things wasn't doing anything first half. Other things that happened in the first half. Um, Taquan got hurt on the first drive again. Um, so that was kind of, I, I think... He said, he had set out for a play? No, he got hurt on a third down and then went straight to the tent really? on the very first drive right before the punt. Um, so I, I noticed that when we were watching it back. And he didn't... He did not attempt a run for the next two drives, I believe. He either handed it off or pitched. So I think most of the first quarter was... And, and damned if this isn't becoming a theme, and it makes me start to wonder whether... Taquan has the ability to stay on the field. For a full game? Yeah, for a full game. But obviously we know when he's not at full health. You know, Pitt was the perfect example. And then, you know, the end of the South Florida game was another good example. Yeah. That offense stalls. We don't have, you know, Quay and Clinton Lynch are very good at A-back. Like I, I would put them up there, you know, maybe Orwin Smith was better. I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering of any pair, though, of A-backs that I felt as good about as Quay and Clinton Lynch. 
I don't feel like Quay's getting enough playtime. Yeah, I, I would agree. With but that. that's that's my point is that the be back if the be back is an outstanding be back, and we've had some. Jonathan Dwyer comes to mind. Um, Dwyer was good. You can hand the ball off to him, and he can make plays happen. For the A back to be successful, the quarterback has to be making plays. The quarterback has to be making the right read first, which I, I think it wasn't perfect during the Duke game, but a lot of decent reads. But he also has to be a running threat to draw that second defender. Right. right. And if he's not a running threat because he's banged up and a little dinged up, they can squat the pitch guy. So it's it's a little, you know, the B-back can create his own luck. The A-backs really cannot create their own luck and create their own success. It's contingent on the quarterback being successful. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's probably what caught us in the first quarter. In the second quarter... We end up getting a short field. Oh, oh, back up to the first quarter real quick. How about the freaking horrible spot on the fourth down? That was terrible. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. Like, I cannot. They they gypped us for at least half a yard. And I'm not sure if it was a first down either way. But that the first back hole of this game? It, I think that was, was the first. <laughs> there was plenty after that. Yeah, the, the refs really... I mean, they made a few bad calls, but they really did not have control of the game. Like some of the stuff after punts where guys were shoving each other, and it escalated to the point where one of our guys got tossed out, which is some BS. Yep. So number 30 for Duke was definitely causing a little bit of trouble, and they should have thrown, probably thrown offsetting. It could have been on us and them on a punt earlier. At least get it under control, guys, before it gets to that point. And Yes, that would have made everyone think about, do I need to commit this second personal foul and get ejected. Right. And instead, that guy bum rushes Vic Alexander and Vic Alexander being awesome starts throwing fucking bombs. Like, yeah. Left and right's just trying to I see mean, that how was, we can end point, it. At that point, that was the third time that it happened in a game. And I don't blame him. I mean, I've done the same thing. My little narrow ass out there. Yeah. I mean, if somebody <laughs> bum rushes me, yeah, I'm thinking uh-huh. about swinging. Um, so yeah, just before that, we do actually score um, to tie the game up 7-7, and that was off of a great interception, I think, by Tariq Carpenter, um, number six. Yeah, I think, again, just the defense, and we talked Her about it. Was, yeah, it's the like best game they've played. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. Talked about it last week. They keep forcing turnovers, and we converted that one into seven points. Um, Four team sacks. Carter gets his first touchdown reception on a, a 32-yard pass from Taquan. Like, it was kind of like, all right, 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. Like I don't like I don't like having Vic Alexander out, but Bruce Jordan's willing's okay. Yeah. The other thing that really happened in the first half, David Curry got hurt, and we talked about him a couple of weeks, probably a month or two ago now. That when we don't have our full complement of linebackers, we tend to struggle a little bit, and I think that did come back to haunt us a little bit in the second half. So, yeah, going into the second half. 7-7, most of the third quarter goes by with fairly uneventful play. Right. Was it until we started driving down the field? And we that, started throwing the ball away. Yeah. That, we, I mean, I think <laughs> second half, me and Bill had a good conversation at halftime about, you know, how the offense just needed to make a couple of adjustments here or there, like Paul Johnson does, and things would start working out good. And as soon as they did, we went and – yeah. Shot ourselves in the foot with the uh, losing the ball. So one of the adjustments that I really would like to see, and I have a, a 
an issue with how the play calling went. We ran a lot of what they call the heavy formation. You guys familiar with that, where they put the the wide receiver in it, mm-hmm. tackle, and flip the tackle over to the other side. And that was where number 96, who's a freshman for Duke, he was playing his ass off. Um, he was squirting in between the guard and the wide receiver, who was playing tackle, and chasing down Taquan from the backside. And that probably blew up, what, a handful, if not yeah. more, mm-hmm. of what looked like options that were going well um, and just didn't let them, you know, run them down and it would be you know loss of one or no gain um, and really just wouldn't let it get going. I feel like a lot of times in the third quarter you're going to see the opposing defense, you know, do something, make a change um, and come in and, and, you know, really kind of fight us on that. Well, this one was going on all game and I was expecting to see that adjustment be made at the start of the second half. It's like, all right, that's clearly like, yeah. It's worked before, so I know we can make it work, but whatever we were doing, and Paul Johnson said it was some line calls that were, were missed, but whatever we were doing there wasn't working. And here's the question I have. Have we ever thrown the ball to that receiver? Technically, he's eligible. He's an eligible receiver because he's the last man on the line of scrimmage. We were thrown it to him. Can you remember a time when we've ever thrown the ball to the guy playing tackle who technically a wide receiver, whether it's... Brad Stewart or Jalen Camp or, you know, going back, DeAndre Smelter or whoever. I can't remember it. So is that kind of like your tight end position? That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. That is a tight end position. And granted, he's an eligible receiver. Right. But we run in a player for every single play. If you know you're going to run the heavy formation, why are we not running an extra lineman in? Because as soon as we line up in it, they know we're not throwing to that guy. They know we're in a one receiver set at that point with an extra t- with the tight end basically. So why not? We ran. It was amazing. We ran pass protections out of it, where Brad Stewart is being asked to pass protect against a defensive end. Yeah. I. I mean, Brad Stewart's great athlete. All that dude weighs what 180, 190 yeah. pounds. I thought he was bigger than He's not stopping a big boy. No, he's not stopping me at 250. Uh, I don't know, Bill. I could bull rush Brad Stewart. I think he hit you with the jab right, right in the chest. I could bull rush Brad Stewart. Anyway, uh, run. 195. 195? Okay. Maybe he's a little heavier now. Brad, if you're listening and you want to line up against Bill, I, I demand pads. Yeah. <laughs> we can make this happen, though. Yeah. That yeah. would actually be a good. It's okay. not a knock on Brad, though. Like, Brad's. Oh, I'm going to see Brad knock on you. Yeah, but Brad's not going to, you know, some of these guys, the the linebacker for Duke, the senior, um, is supposed to, he's potentially a first-round draft pick. He's 6'2", 240, and he runs like the wind. Like, Brad Stewart's never going to block that guy if he's coming on a blitz. Mm-mm. So if you're not going to block that guy coming on a blitz, you're not going to, yeah. like... So set it up different, yeah. yeah right. Throw it over his head. Either, either you have to throw it to Brad Stewart in that position sometime to make true. them respect yeah. it. Right. Or when you run in the A back, run in an extra tackle. Get, hell, give the backup tackle an eligible receiver number. Maybe you then can throw it to him if you really, really wanted to. Recruit a tight end. Whoa, whoa. What? Are you the whoa. NFL? I mean... <laughs> I know we're not going to use a tight end in 90% of plays, but if you want to run the heavy set, bring a tight end in. You know, somebody who's, you know, 
230, 240. Is that the fourth option? It might be. (laughs) I'm sure one of those 37 athlete positions – you know, that we recruit every year, play tight end. Or hell, the walk, <laughs> there is a walk-on tackle who's probably just a little undersized who, great, he doesn't have hands, you're probably not going to throw it to him. Well, boy, Percy can do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> that heavy set. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Percy. Yeah, man. Yeah, Percy out there. All right. But he's got good hands. I with mean, his green shoes. He catches them punts. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or uh, them, them snaps, I guess. Yeah. Percy's 245. I mean, he probably won't be that bad. He's bigger than Brad. Yeah. He's a quarter bigger than Brad. Damn. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that, that was the big – I didn't feel like that adjustment was made, and if it was tried to made and wasn't effective, then you got to stop running the heavy set. So that, that was the big one going into the third quarter where I felt like we started to have some momentum. And obviously this is before – and we'll get to the fumbles, but before the fumbles – but we started to drive the ball a little, and then we'd get bogged down on a, you know, one of those plays that would lose us a yard to be second and 11. And yeah. we ended up punting. It was fourth and sixth inside of, on their half of the field. And we punted. One of the things we, he said in the post game, he's talking about the B-backs, and he specifically mentioned Benson. And he said, you know, that some of the plays – RB back was getting stopped for three yards when Benson probably would have had five to six. Yep. And, you know, that that just adds up. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about. The B-back can make his own – a good B-back's way better than a mediocre. Like, you remember the years where we had Patrick Scove or, like, somebody like that who's – The year. The year, yeah. He was terrible. Yeah. Not the guy we got from Stanford. Yeah. Ugh. But, like, that, the B-back, a good B-back versus a bad B-back makes a huge difference. Well, maybe Mason will be better next year. He's only a freshman. Yeah. And same, honestly, Jerry Howard, the two of them, I don't mind their running. They're not horrible. They fumble too much. But they're not horrible at at running. So, speaking of fumbles, we'll we'll talk into that now. Um, Terrible. So, which, when did that, um, we went went for it a couple of times on fourth down. Mm -hmm. Where was the, when was that really bad spot where it was actually... Yeah, it was the first quarter, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, again, we're driving again in the third quarter. So the second time we had the ball on the Duke side of the field in the third quarter. Like, all right, we've had two drives. We're getting on Duke's half of the field twice. Offense is starting to put something together that feels like a respectable drive. And Jerry Howard, I think it was Jerry, fumbles it. Yeah, it was. It was Jerry Howard. And that... Drive, you know, Duke gets the ball right there, turns it around, and throws the bomb over the top when I think it was Caleb Oliver fell down. Yeah. You remember that one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we had had him like third and long, I believe, too. Yep. We'd held him fairly I, well for that. I was telling Terry earlier, I'd almost ha- rather have him in third and short because anytime it's third and long, it seems like they just say, ah, fuck it, let's go deep, and we can't cover deep. Yeah. So. They scored there yeah, quickly. That's where the that's where they opened the faucet there. Yep, fourteen to seven. Um, we get the ball back off after the kickoff, and and <sighs> I don't. I, I love Wanye Thomas's electricity, but he hasn't had many good returns, and we don't get a particularly good return this time. It goes out to about the eighteen. There's a holding call. They pull the ball back to inside our ten yard line. 
And again, we start to drive. We get out to I what? thought we fumbled first play there. No, no, no. The next drive. We, we, we get the ball back. Yeah, we we get out to about the 35 or 40. Yeah, we, we move the ball out from the out from under our goalpost. Like it was one of those where it's like, okay, let's, you know, we're starting to make some moves. Uh, get a couple first downs kind of thing. And then we fumble the ball. And watching the replay, I think this is one of those ones that if they called it down, it stays called down. If they call it a fumble, it stays called as a fumble. I'm not sure there was, you know, I, I don't think it was a fumble, but there wasn't clear evidence that was, to turn it over. That's what they said in the post game too, is that they weren't confirming it. Right. They were just leaving it as it stands on the field. That's yeah. the so, one where, you know, it's like if they would have called it the other way, it would have saved the other way. Yeah. That was the one where Marshall fumbled, right? Yeah, and I think his arm is down, but we've had this problem. He, he runs inside and is a little – small like when we're down on the goal line they won't see that he's in for a touchdown because they can't figure out where he is he's that kind of like diving in between shifty yeah so that's really what happened here is that he dives in between somebody they don't see what happens and they see the balls laying there it's like Mm -hmm. well it must have been a fumble and of course thanks Raycom for having like two cameras there (laughs) well we had all those great officials to see the rest of it on the field yeah oh god speaking of what the hell is Raycom and how can they afford to have a sports broadcasting thing? I've never even heard of it. You should probably buy it. Let's let's go in on the Okay. I mean I gotta broadcast right. right now. <laughs> That's probably about all it costs. I mean, we can afford this podcast. Sure as hell I can afford a couple cameras. Now this is the last year of Raycom, so in twenty nineteen uh, ACC, ACC Network. Network. Yeah. 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 We get on ESPN for full time, so that should mean one, it means more money, obviously, for the, the programs. Everybody. Good. Two more blackouts. Two more uh, local and national blackouts, yeah. Um, it should also mean... More? It, it should mean fewer noon kickoffs. Does it mean more, though? It, it won't mean more. We're not the SEC. Of course not. Uh, it should mean fewer noon kickoffs because, like you see with the SEC network, they have to have a noon, a three, and a, a night game. Yeah. So instead of you know all the ACC games either being the night game or throwing them all at noon, we will get a more balanced uh, approach to games. So I believe it's statistically impossible for us to be the worst matchup every week. <laughs> it's probably impossible. I, I'm not that good at statistics, but I think that's there's got to be a couple of teams that are slightly so worse. We've had two games this year that weren't at, in the noon hour. We had 12-20. I don't think you get to count the Friday night one. Thir- yeah, the Thursday really games are never going to be So noons. Clemson is really the only game. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see another one happening. And we might get lucky with Miami. Maybe might be Miami Missouri. for the wideout, maybe? If maybe. That might be a 7 o'clock game if Miami is yeah. still undefeated. Or, excuse me, one loss. That would be good because I have to go to a christening that morning. Ooh. The next morning? No, the Saturday morning. Oh. Ooh. So, th- uh, 7 o'clock game if you're listening. Uh, whoever schedules those, <laughs> ESPN guys or whatever. Yeah, that would be. It'd be nice to have a night game. Yeah, you know, yeah. it would be chilly. It'd be nice. I got sunburned in the last game. So did I. <laughs> yeah. So did I. My forehead's peeling right now. You see it? Oh yeah, I see it. Looks good. You got to moisturize, bro. I know. Well, I have a problem. The lotion I have, it's long. You got to <laughs> use cocoa butter. That lotion yes has one purpose and one purpose only. Miami has two losses currently. Just yeah, they lost this season. Yeah. Yes, they, they lost to LSU to start the season. 
And oh, Virginia. I'm sorry. Yes, we did end up watching the UVA loss. We'll, we'll talk about that one. It was pretty funny. Um, Maybe they'll lose to Duke before they play us. Maybe. So, yeah, Duke's probably not a night game for somehow them. Somehow, what, Duke is 5-1 and one after all this nonsense we're discussing mm-hmm. at the moment. Duke's going to the Coastal, team. yeah. Um, all right, so back to the game. We fumbled. Taquan fumbles on, like, the 35, and they end up putting that one in. And then on the very next kickoff, Wanye fumbles on another bad call. He gets out to about the 15, gets pushed back about three yards, continues to try to run it, gets pushed back another five yards to about the five-yard line, and then the ball gets punched out, which I don't know what the definition, you know, how you're supposed to call forward progress, but when they pushed you back 10 yards already, Generally, I'd say your forward progress has stopped, right? He wasn't really turn. He wasn't turned around and running back, trying to loop around. He was. I feel like they're back. really good at calling forward progress in the NFL, but like in college, like it just doesn't get called as much. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you run it out to the fifteen and they push you back to fumble at the five, like what? What the hell? This is always our problem, though. This happens to us all all the time in our in this running offense. We fumble. We yeah. fumble, yeah. <laughs> and like we don't get that forward progress, especially when we're playing like a big team like Georgia. They love to not call whoa, forward progress. Whoa, 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 whoa! They're not a big team. Oh, my bad. Yeah, they're not even like highly ranked anymore. Yeah, they're trash. <laughs> so anyway, um, are we, they we still fumbled. Ranked? Yes, of course they are. Of course yeah, they're they like are. SEC man, it just means Nine. more. Um, we fumble. They put it in to go up 28-7 to seven, uh, to end the third quarter. And that's ball game. At this point, Steven decides to leave. Yep. Steven. 21-point rule. Yeah, I get that. Um, they need, it needs to be just like PlayStation. Put the front is, quit in there. What is, going to, what is going to make this team better in future years? Oh, God. Bill. Better athletes? Better athletes. Okay, okay. Better money. Money, cool. Um... Holding on, holding on to the football, like what's the the sticky hand so, spray or something? I so mean, better they, better so, athletes would help. Yes. So does, does the do the did the Nike gloves outperform the Adidas gloves? Like what are we doing here? Well, they're all better than the Russell gloves. Russell I mean, didn't have gloves. We were running, exactly. we were running Nike gloves last year. <laughs> exactly. Wanye had that we ball in his Nike hip. That's for, one of his problems. Anyway, better athletes will help. And yeah, I know. And you're about to say we need to be there for the recruits. The recruits are gone by then too. No. No, they're not. They got stuff to do, man. I think we need to, as a fan base, make a concerted effort to stick out, especially in conference games, to stick it out through the fourth quarter. Because no recruit wants to come to a place that when you're down two or three scores, bails. Two scores, I'm still there. Three scores, I'm out. I agree with you, Bill. Um, I left early uh, because I was with my pregnant wife, but still, should have stayed there. Shout out to Little. I feel Tur- like um, I, I don't feel like there was a lot of hope on on Saturday, and like I feel differently sometimes. I have stayed too many a fourth quarter when we have lost. Cindy, how many fourth quarters have you stayed this year? Um, I haven't stayed for any fourth quarters. Right, that's a problem. It is a problem, but it's my problem. I mean, I don't know. But that problem, it, it's it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy a little bit. The well, more, the less, the less support we show. They're still government money. The less support we show, the less the recruits are feeling it. 
The less the recruits feel it, the worse recruits we get. The worse recruits we get. I don't think it has anything to do with me leaving the stands early. What you don't think an empty stadium has anything to do? The stadium was not even full when we started the game. That's also a problem. That is also <laughs> a problem. But the fact of the matter is, if a recruit's looking around at, all right, this is how full it is for Duke because it's Duke. It's not a huge game. The recruits leave too. No, I've, they I've don't. I've seen Todd leave early when I was leaving early. Todd's working. Okay, well, he's bringing, he's showing people around. He's taking them out of the stadium. Todd's working. But there's recruits watching on television. There's recruits there in the stadium. It is important for those of us who are there, and I will say that more of us need to be there as well. That's not, they're not mutually exclusive. But for those of us that are there, sticking it out through the fourth quarter is important. Well, just yell at him, Bill, and tell him to stay. I'm, sure that'll I'm, I'm yelling at you and telling you to stay. I know, and it's not going to work. <laughs> like, why? Do you not support this team? Of course I support Win this team. Win or lose? I mean, that's this fucking podcast here. Win or lose? Win well, or lose? Yeah. Then why I are you not... basketball tickets today. Why are you not there when we're losing? Why? Because I can see it just as good as on TV. They already have my money for the day. That's not... They have my time for the right. day. Right, but that's my point is that's not all you can be contributing. So I have to stay an extra 30 minutes to contribute for the full day? You can't so, stay an extra 30 minutes to contribute to tech? I don't need to stay an extra 30 minutes. I'm saying it's hurting our program. <laughs> okay, Bill. Well, that's your opinion. And has you know your, what you has, do with your has opinion? Your has your party stayed for every game all the way to the end? Yes. Okay. So can I jump in for a minute and bring up something from last week that y'all mentioned? Sure. Go back to... Um, Sherry? <laughs> no, not about Sherry. When y'all are, when y'all are up in Louisville... Talking about serving the beer in yeah. the in the stadium. That would probably help me stay. I, I, I like. I mean, I know they're not going to serve. <laughs> Do you know what they're else helped me stay? They're not serving beer. Go. They're not serving beer oh, in the fourth quarter oh, oh, anyway. Oh, That's fine. You don't have to stay at serve in the fourth quarter. You can serve it in the third quarter, or you can leave the fucking market open for the third quarter. Because when you close the market right after halftime, and nobody else can like go and get food or drinks from outside, and everyone's standing in line, why would I want to stay there all day in the hot sun? Was that and, a problem last year? It was a problem for this game. Oh, okay. So what What about the rest of the games? I, I'm telling you about this game, Bill. Okay. I'm asking about the rest of the games, Cindy. Well, the rest of the games, we were either blowing them out or getting or losing to Clemson. So I, I don't... What? Can you take us back? I, I, don't, I don't know what so you're talking about. So you know the market that they just opened on, on the... Techwood? Yeah, mm-hmm. on Techwood. Okay. So it's supposed to stay open through the third quarter? No, it stays open through halftime. No. That's announced. She's at the little. little it's okay. through their third quarter. It's supposed to have merchandise according to the original yes. email. Yes. It's announced. It's announced on the jumbotron every game that after halftime it closes. What's well, annoying? Why does that? it close? Well, what's, I mean, what's exactly. It, because they want to tear it down to clear it up because egress from the stadium. Because is people important. are leaving after halftime. What's, what's annoying <laughs> about that to me is that like that's where the main water refill station is there that has cold water right and they won't let you and back they won't in. let you go yep. fill up your water bottle or anything so it's kind of like yeah that should be inside so yeah yeah, yeah. so or at least just let you go out and, and get a thing and come right back right. in but like they're they're trying to be all like and then yeah they're trying to clear it out so that when people got, are they got reversed pretty quick on saturday but sending was a little hot so what do we she okay cool i mean water. so we can sit here and argue about who should be there for how long, like, and all the shit's like... That doesn't really... There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of things that Georgia Tech could do better from right. a fan perspective. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we as fans can do to help Georgia Tech be better. Like, yes, there are certainly a million things that Georgia Tech could do better. And we should certainly encourage Todd, whether it's through emails, whether it's through tweets, whether it's whatever means you want, 
to serve beer, to keep the market open, to do whatever it is we think would improve the fan experience. Right. But to for us to improve the on-field product, which I think is kind of the biggest goal for all of us, like one, have a good time, two, see an entertaining product. Is that the, can we agree those are the, kind of the goals I mean, of us? I think Todd would tell you the number one way you can do that is give them more money. I, that's what yeah, I'm saying. There's I, about I, two things we can do. Yeah. More money and be present. So can I spend an extra $20 and go home early? <laughs> but Can you not do both? That's my point. <laughs> like, great, great. I can't, though. I can't. Why? Okay? Why? The, I'm going to, Cindy, I think you're making a good point, honestly. Yeah. I think the issue that I've seen with uh, tech fans and tech, the atmosphere in general, is that they're always happy to have the money and not so much happy to have the fans. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digress for just a moment here, and Bill's heard me bitch about this a hundred million times. It, it pisses me off to no end that we allow people to sit in those gold seats down on the uh, east end zone, mm-hmm. which are on the hard camera on TV, that they're able to sit there wearing the enemy's colors, the opposing team. Well, I think some of that is people selling their tickets. Yes, you should not be allowed to. Why are they not there? So, I, so here, you know where here. they are? They're underneath drinking. Not, they not, they've sold, not if they've sold their tickets. Not if they've okay, sold their tickets. Okay, okay. But that's why so watch it, watch during a Miami game. You'll be having you'll a, have a, a large lot of, and black a lot of what that is. A lot of what that is for those seats and for the other seats. And it's just Atlanta things. It's corporate tickets. Mm-hmm. Coca Cola has a lot of tickets. Home Depot, Delta, they all have a lot of tickets. And there's a lot of corporate tickets around there. And they give those tickets out to people all the time. And so they come in and they're like, "Oh, hey, Bill." We know you went to Duke. Here's two tickets to the Georgia Tech Duke game this week, and Bill rolls for those tickets. And since it's a corporate thing, mm-hmm. you know he Which ends up there. he ends up right there because it, it's a corporate thing. And yeah, I mean, like, but in, until they enforce a policy on it, then I have a solution for that. Yeah, the WWE theory. Yeah. Okay, you've yeah. heard it. Yeah. yeah. I know Bill's heard. It. He's like, damn it, I mean, quit talking Sun, about that. SunTrust Park does that. If you're if you're in those seats. It, Behind the plate, right? You have to either be wearing Braves attire or business casual attire, and you can't be wearing the other team's oh, attire. God, it's such a and great that's idea. Why, that's why Marlins man was so pissed off. Ah, uh, we need. Um, we need. He couldn't, he couldn't go in there with his little trademark thing. We need to cultivate as a tech fan base a idea or or whatever the. Hold on. What you're saying is. We should wear gold like it says we on the tickets. We should wear gold. Wow. <laughs> if only we could get a gold shirt. <laughs> I finally got one. Congratulations. But, I mean, we should, we should cultivate an atmosphere where you come in there and you got to do this stuff, not just be happy hold to on, have hold the on, money. Hold on, hold on, hold on, We should wear gold like it says on the tickets and not the Navy uniforms. And um, not the fake pit uniforms this week. Oh, God. Those blue pants. Oh, my God. They're terrible. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. Terrible. I was saying blue. that last they week. They were terrible. Oh, my God. They, uh, uh, Man. Yeah. The, the whole – and I get it. Adidas is paying the bucks, and so they get a little bit more input into I'm it. I'm going to tell you how bad it was for me. I think we should burn Tell us, Stephen. Tell us. I was watching the game. We ran the option. Nuh-uh. And I go, why is Duke running the option? <laughs> and it then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait. That's us running the option. Yeah, Navy pants are horrible. Like, God. Oh, they, were they even Navy? 
They were, but they're horrible. Barely. Barely. I mean, that was Legally Blind, maybe. Yeah. 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 I, I think... But yeah, Terry, let's yeah. get some t-shirts going. Let's get some yeah. signs going. Let's get some steel chairs. Yes. Let's get some... some, some songs. <laughs> yes. And well, I'll, hey. I'll, going back, y'all remember like back at 09? We should build a cage. Like all the way turned up? Yeah. yeah. Like where is that? Where is that? Like Well, right now right yeah. now they're doing they're trying to get the uh the Waka Flocka Grove Street Party song going. That seems to be That's this year's yeah. they're trying to get. Kids. Yeah. I mean it's an old song, but you know I mean, they're trying to get that know, going. We don't have the big redneck contingency. But like, here why don't we just why don't we just Waka Flocka ain't doing nothing? <laughs> why don't they just shooting a little thirty five hundred dollars? Yeah. Have him film a promo, come and do it. Yeah, and I don't know why we ain't got the little crime mob kids to shoot a song for that, or shoot something that we can show up on the screen for that. Because I mean, we could probably give them a sideline pass, and they would do that for free. Because they ain't got nothing going on. I can sneak them on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard to come up with some kind of little catchy chorus that everybody, you know, everybody in the uh, stands is into. It's like, like yeah. I never even heard all the way turned up back in the day. I'm like this song is stupid, but you know what? Every time I played it, I was singing it. Yeah. yeah. We should do. Uh, you know what song we should do? I feel some kind of way. Rich Homie Kwan. I mean, that's the stupidest <laughs> goddamn song I've ever heard. And you know what? I yelled at Bill. Hey, Bill, from two rows back. I feel some kind of way. We'll take this song good, and it worked. I scored a touchdown. But then you know what did it after that? Bumble. The goddamn ball on the ground. Bumble. All yeah. right, that's what we do. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you got to get some cultivate a culture in the stadium and defend it and have something besides just being happy you got to pay you know what helps with that winning winning yeah but you know all full circle (laughs) being crunk and showing up and staying helps recruiting yeah recruiting helps winning Winning helps. The only thing recruiting. I mean, the only good, the only thing we can do. Coaches that can recruit. We've got the best coach we've had in fifty years. That doesn't mean he's a good recruiter. I think he's recruited just fine. We've won ACC championships. We've won an Orange Bowl. We need to recruit some special teams. How about that? We got Presley Harvin. Yeah, we got we got old Percy. I think his name might be Presley. You're right. It is. But Percy sounds so much better. Yep. Thick kicker. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's our new tight end slash kicker. Yep. All right. All right. Other things that happened over the weekend. George lost. Go LSU. Go it was Tigers. The best thing that happened on Saturday. It was. And then they played Nick. Yeah, they they did indeed. Uh, they played it multiple times. Apparently, I had a I had a buddy who was a Georgia fan who went down to the game and was like, "Yeah, they played that song so many times." <laughs> I was like, "Good." Well, because they're they're trying to they they I, they apparently passed out info sheets that had to clean. Oh, chant. Oh, really? To say that was supposed to affect the. Uh, Yep. You know, 40,000 people. You got to go higher than that, buddy. No, no. The, the ones that were basically under 40 that would have been. You know, I'm I'm giving the 60-year-olds a pass that they weren't yelling. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is LSU. That's probably not a, not Alabama, a good assumption. Alabama brought back Dixieland Delight, too. Why does that – I mean, why do they – why do they get – why do they have that? It's been like eight years since they played that. But think about it. Like, they've done that – and they had to basically. That, that was kind of. We're still playing Nuck if you buck, and people are going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't we're know. still playing Budweiser song, and that's from the damn seventies. That's a good point. That's a good point. And we do people are still that. going crazy on that, and they tried to make a clean version of that too. <laughs> What's so wrong about when you say Budweiser? It's Buzz. Whatever. Yeah. See. We should make a dirty version of something. 
and do that and like have the school promote that. We should. <laughs> Neck up Budweiser. Yeah. Might as well. All right, you start. You start working on the lyrics for that. All right, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, Georgia lost. That was excellent. Um, we mentioned Miami lost. Did you see the end of that Miami Virginia game? No, I was buying a generator. I did not. Oof, yeah, uh, you you would have loved it because it was about. Oh no, I did see that. It was about as Miami as it gets. Yes. So Miami scores to cut it to a three point Virginia lead with two minutes left. And they're like, all right, no, excuse me, three minutes left. And they're like, okay, we got all three timeouts. If you're Mark Rick, what do you do? Do you kick off deep or do you onside kick with three timeouts, three minutes left, down three points? If you're Mark Rick, you squib kick it and let uh... – That is the third yeah. option. If, <laughs> if I said kick it deep or onside kick with three minutes left and three timeouts, what do you do? You, you feel like you have some momentum yeah. too. You kick it out of bounds. Yeah, you kick it out of bounds. They chose to go for the onside kick, and the onside kick was decent, not great. It oh, wasn't. when I say out of bounds, I don't mean like touchback. I mean I know, okay, I know. Okay, I just wanted the viewers to yeah the listeners sideline out of bounds. Yeah. Sideline. Yeah. Uh, he decides to go for the onside kick, which all right. If you don't think your defense can stop, or if you think your defense can stop them on the first set of three downs, really the onside kick doesn't matter a whole lot. You're you're costing yourself yards on punt for a chance at recovering it right then and there. Okay. Well, the onside kick isn't going to go 10 yards, and all of the Miami players are dodging it left and right, trying to get out of the way of it. And while they're all dodging it, they're not paying attention to the Virginia guy running who grabs it and starts sprinting down the field. <laughs> Nobody tackles it. Like He's, he's like, I got it, I'm going, because they're all like diving out of the way of, you know, oh, shit, don't let it hit me before 10 yards, because then it would be illegal. Right. So they end up tackling the guy like on the 20. So Miami's like... Shit, it was a three-point game. They're like, fuck. Now it's going to be a six-point game. At worst, if we stop them, they can now kick a field goal. It's going to be a six-point game. Shit. So they end up uh, stopping them on three downs. Oh, wow. And after the third down play, it's like third and two, third and three. So it's like on the 12 or 15. They're like, all right, yeah, chip shot field goal. This will be. But as the plays, as the third down play is wrapping up, Miami has a defensive lineman come through and just blindside an offensive lineman, and he draws a 15-yard late-hit penalty. Like, wow. it's real late, and it's like right— That is so Miami. It was right over the bulk. Oh, wait, there's better. more. <laughs> but there's more. But there's more. Yeah, he blindsides the guy, and it's like, it's not over on the sideline or anywhere. It's right on top of the ball carrier, like tabletops him on top of the ball carrier kind of thing. Just super Miami. And Mark Rick's over there like, God dang it, like, <clears throat> Excuse me. And they still have two timeouts because Virginia things. They didn't make them burn all their timeouts kind of thing. So they're like, all right, still got two timeouts. There's about two minutes left at this point. And they're like, okay, just stop them again. If we stop them again and they kick the field goal, we'll get the ball back with about 30 seconds down six. It's not the end of the game. Like, okay, they stop them, force a field goal attempt. Virginia lines up for the field goal attempt. There's, what, 35, 45 seconds mm-hmm. left, so they're going to get the ball back right. about like they anticipated with 40 seconds. Now, nah, roughing the kicker. Oh, of course. So the kick goes through, and it's good. And, of course, the fucking ACC officials go, yeah, 15 yards will be enforced on the kickoff. We'll go kick it off. Bronco Mendenhall's losing his shit. He's like, 
No, we are not kicking it off. You take those three points off the board, that is an automatic first down, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to kneel the ball and win this game yeah. by three points. I don't <laughs> I don't need to kick I'm off not six. Back to the Miami team. Yeah. yeah. So just the double whammy of like So did they change it around? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh so yeah. Miami kneeled it and Virginia kneeled it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia kneeled it. And wrapped it up. Miami took the kneel. Yeah. Uh, it was it was so Miami though, like the botched onside kick, then the late hit. Then the roughing the kick, it was like, if any of these go right, you kind of had the feeling, you're, you're watching, you kind of had the yeah. feeling Miami was like a little dangerous, like... Something could happen. Yeah, you know. The U invented swagger. They... All those Mark Rick touchdowns. They, yeah, they needed another Mark Rick touchdown or two. V6, F-150. So yeah, Virginia beating Miami, a ranked Miami. Strong win. Bottom, bottom line is, yeah, don't go to Charlottesville and expect to win ever. There's some bad luck that happens up there. That How many times does that happen to Tech? So many. So many times. The ACC is a shit show this year. Yeah, I saw a thing the other day where all seven, eight teams in the Coastal or whatever could finish four and four. That's happened like the last four years. They've been like with yeah. one week left if like, the certain combination goes right. Just eat their young. Yeah. Could you imagine if the whole <laughs> the whole coastal division? How do you determine who's the, the worst? <laughs> or who's who goes to Charlotte? Tiebreakers, like, dog. You're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna have all the coaches Rochambeau for this. <laughs> Rock paper scissors. Right. <laughs> they could do a ladder match, Terry style. Yeah. Which I'll be wearing no damn Impact TNA wrestling shirts on the hard camera. I tell you that. I bring it. Can, can we tag team it? Have yeah. have like they do the. Uh, the Chick-fil-A golf tournament where the coach gets to bring along a buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coach brings along Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that means that uh, Mark Rick could bring along Dwayne Johnson, huh? I guess so. That was pretty cool when Roman Reigns debuted the New Jersey's, though. Yeah. I popped for that. Yeah. That's the industry term. Yeah. Pop. That's uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Dro- your, yeah. Dropping them knowledges. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, thanks, Virginia, I guess, for embarrassing the ACC some more. I, I don't know. Good for you guys, I guess. Hey. We're just competitive, you know? You never know who's going to win. I'm just ha- – I'm kind of <laughs> – honestly, I'm kind of happy they got that one w- win out of their way because you knew they were going to – that's some, some – Black eye somebody. Yeah, that's some Virginia or some ACC shit as yeah. to, like, yeah, not going to win – not supposed to win this game. Like yeah. Syracuse, like, beating Clemson last year. Exactly. Or Georgia Tech beating FSU. Yeah, Pitt, exactly. Pitt almost beating Notre Dame this year. Yeah. Like, all Notre sorts Dame of – Notre ACC? Basically. Terrible. No, yeah. Not in football. Yeah. Steven, can you do your uh, Ed Orgeron impression again? Oh, that was my that was my Edward. Oh, no, I thought that was Stevens. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, we yeah. don't get on down there and be them bulldogs. You know, then we're gonna go down to the end zone with the uh, student section and uh, we're gonna tell them to suck that tiger dick. Okay, go tiger. Go tiger. Now he's man. really my favorite coach in college football. Oh. Being Georgia will yeah, yeah. get you up the ranks. I like him a lot. I like Mike Leach a lot. Because yeah. of his pirate mythology, it was, it was a shame he got. My dad said that Ted needs to get Mike Leach. That Man. would be fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. And could you imagine going from a I like offense, Jason Brown too. Could you imagine going from an offense that runs as much as we do to an offense that runs as little as? We, oh, it would be a full. 
air raid. <laughs> It'd be a full decade to switch personnel from having 42 running backs to having 42 receivers. He's the, uh, I mean, he's the right level of curmudgeon for Georgia Tech, though. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's good. Got some odd theories. And he's also kind of at the right point in his career where he's like, Topped out, like he, downward he knows. Spiral? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? <laughs> no, no, not downward spiral, but more like he realizes he's not going to get the Alabama job when Nick Saban retires. Like, the Dabo's getting it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, Scott Frost at, at UCF, you knew he was going somewhere else. Right. It was just a matter of where. Dan Mullen at Mississippi State, same thing. Like, he, he did. What eight years or something in Mississippi State? You can only go so far with that with that school. Exactly. If if you get a top fifteen caliber coach, how long is he sticking at Tech? Well, until we win something, and then he's leaving. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's fine with me. We can win something. But but you know what happened last time that we won a national championship, and then what? Two years later, we were an Ofer. But we won a national championship. The year before, we were. Trash too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The years all around there were trash, but that one year, man. Ooh. And that's what it's all about. Honestly, like, we have to, in order to stay relevant, you have to win a national championship in some amount of time, right? I mean, or at least think that you're going to. We haven't had hope of that in quite some time. Well, that's not true. 2014, we certainly did. Yeah, we were... Of winning a national championship? Yeah. Of going to it? It went far off yep. there. I, I can't remember who they... Lost two that kind of screwed that up. It was, but it was Clemson in the ACC Florida, championship game. It was Florida State. Florida State, Florida yeah, State. that's right. Oh, there, there, was, there was a lot of talk there. Like they, they had a way to back, beat, back their way If we beat Florida State, we were ranked like eighth or something like that. There was a I, chance. I, I, I clearly remember reading articles. And certainly, and, and it, was, that was, it was far off. It was far off, but that was, also, that was also pre-playoff. Exactly. Nowadays, and now in the playoffs, it's going to be very hard for us to get there. But no, no, no. But my point, is, my point is, if we had beaten Florida State and we were eighth and they were second at that time, they were pretty highly ranked. Mm-hmm. They were ranked above They won the national championship that year. Yep. Yeah. So if, if we, as the number eight team, had beaten the number two team, where did we end up? Top four, maybe? You won your conference. People don't like us that much, but we'll see. But if you're a top four team, playoff. If I think we, it's, I think if it's we, easier for us to get in now. Than you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we, beat, if we win the ACC, we got a real good shot unless they just decided to win the ACC, ACC playoff. Yeah, if we win the ACC with one loss, we've got a shot. Well, I mean, you're in the conversation, which is which is good. And that's what you're talking about is we need to the, be yeah. the, on that level. Like, where there needs to be the hope of it. When we were, like, if you put the playoff in that year, we would have had the hope. Going into won, going to Charlotte, ACC. yeah. What what more do you want than you've got a chance to go to the playoff if you win the ACC championship game? No, I think that's that's a good place to be. Yeah. I just don't see us being there. It was only four years ago. I know, but yeah. Then the next year, we the won, next year we went won three, we won three games. games. <laughs> Wait, but that was what you're saying is the highs and lows are fine. They are if you go to the national championship game. If you win the national championship, yeah. Can't. I, I personally, I'd rather have consistent ten win seasons and forget about a national championship, and have no three wins or. But once zero you get wins. used to those ten win seasons, then you're like, why can't we have more? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm going to disagree with you, Bill. I like Georgia Tech at least um, up until probably last year, the way they did things. Because do you want to be a Georgia fan where every year you think you ought to win the national championship, but you never do? It's like yeah. you get pissed off because you don't win the lottery. Every yeah, exactly, year. you get pissed off like because Georgia you have Tech, terrible expectations. Yeah. Georgia Tech represents real life. 
where sometimes you win and sometimes like you have the really high highs, but it's not that much fun to win all the time if you know you, you gotta you gotta you gotta come out of the lows a little bit too. But the last couple of years it kind of kind of sucked. But all I know is if you were to tell me we bracket a national championship with a couple of like two win seasons, I'd be pretty pissed about it. Like I'd, I'd appreciate the national championship. That'd be fun. But, but it wouldn't be worth it for you. Mm, I, don't. I, I want sustained sustained success. You know, I don't. I, I think back. I was thinking about this on the way down here tonight. I think back to that season. Uh, was it twenty fifteen where they beat Florida State on the uh, the miracle on Techwood? Mm-hmm. Third win that season. Yeah, and right. who remembers the fact besides us that we were trash wins that season? Because that was the probably one, probably the greatest game I've ever been to in person. Um, nobody remembers a couple years later. It's like, no, you just bookended. But if you're Georgia, it's like, oh, that's just another win in a 10-win season, which you didn't win jack shit. It's like, great, your team thought you should have won the national championship. I mean, they fired Mark Rick for that. I think that's still a dumb move, but. Yeah, I mean, I. I I agree. I, I agree. I like Mark Rick and Kirby Smart, except for playing the national championship last year, has the exact same record as Mark Rick did up till this point. Yeah. Same number of SEC championships, same same everything. Like it's uncanny how similar it was. I thought I saw that the yeah. an article about that the other day. And it took them getting the Yeah. It took <laughs> them it took them having two Georgia NFL State, two NFL caliber running backs at the same time to make that leap. Who? Yeah. So, I, I'm I would be more of a fan of let's let's get that good problem where we should have won the national championship or we should have won beaten Alabama. Like, let's I mean, let's my, do the my Alabama friends. They have problems of just having to spend so much money on national championship travel and tickets and stuff every year. Exactly. They have to set aside a good budget for that. I mean, some of them aren't even interested in going to the playoff games anymore just because they know. It's going to be a lot of fun when Saban retires, though. Which is going to suck for us if we ever do get that far, because we're, we're going to have to go to every game. Yeah. Because it's going to be like every game could be the last one. I still got the t-shirt fund. No. It's going <laughs> to roll right over if they don't fucking sell some more gold shit at the bookstore. It'll be all Turn right. your national championship fund. Yeah, God. It, you ACC know. championship fund first, maybe. By the time that happens, it'll compound it about 47 times. Yeah, I'll probably be able to afford it. But. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, you mentioned buying basketball tickets. I also bought Oops. a uh, set of ACC pack cheap seats for tech basketball. So uh, now we've got... The, the Carolines and Cindy and the Holcombs are going to have uh, at least show up to some games. Yeah. So. Maybe they'll be good this year. I'm not very optimistic. Losing to Kogi was. Bad. Yeah. I mean, good for him going top 20 in the draft. Like I'm excited to see um, got paid. Alvarado. Is that his name? Alvarado. Alvarado, yeah. He'll be a sophomore. So, yeah, he. Hopefully take some some steps forward, but yeah, losing a Kogi and then Lammers too. Like we've got two of your starting five that you got to replace. It's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve for some folks. I like Josh. I think he can do it. Make it happen. Yep. So holla at us if uh, you want to go to a game or two. We'll probably. I know Anna doesn't want to go to every game, so we'll have some tickets uh, that people can jump on and uh, go see a game. So we'll go from there. 
What other news, notes, anything? I think we should talk about the rest of the season and what we think is going to happen. Ah. L all the way. Well, Except for Georgia. We'll beat them. Steven's got us losing out. Except for Georgia. So I guess, uh, Terry, you can jump in at this point and probably school us all because you'll have the, you know, won't have the wild roller coaster of the early season to to contend with. But next game up, Thursday night, Virginia Tech on the road. I know where Cindy's going with this. I already have an L. I'm keeping my L. Yep. I'm going to go, uh, well, Tech will beat either Virginia Tech or Miami because they shouldn't, but they will beat one or the other. Um, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say a win. Just because I don't like being negative, Nancy. Does that make you L for Miami? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, Terry. I'm right. going with a win too for Virginia Tech. All right. I'm doing this based off of two factors. One, defense looked good against Duke. They did. Yeah. I have no doubt that we can win Virginia Tech, but I'm going to be a lot happier if I call it a loss and we end up winning. Cindy's going to put money on uh, Virginia Tech too. That way, either she wins money or uh, or she's happy. Um, yeah, the, the no, you have to put money on Georgia Tech winning. No, you wouldn't want that because then if we lose, you lose your money too. You'd want you'd want to put money on Virginia Tech. <laughs> that way, if we lose, hey, I got twenty bucks. If we win, we won. Is that Coach Fuente? Yep, Justin Fuente. And I still got the whole same Bud Foster. Bud Foster still playing the defense. Covers the spread. Yeah, then you lose your money. Yeah, you got to can't do the spread, Cindy. You got to go straight up, straight up money line. Man. Um, speaking of which, I saw twenty one dollar uh, hotel rooms in Vegas. Anybody in? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I, I wish. All right. Twenty one. I could probably get free rooms. I don't have any money to put in the machines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get out there. All you need is a, a chip and a, and a chair, man. You can you can build money. Yeah. Chip and a dream. That's all yeah. you need. I could play some craps with <laughs> Dill again. Yeah. You can learn how to roll them bones. Um, so, yeah, the defense improvements have me optimistic. And I also... You've been optimistic all season. I am... They're close. They're close. It's, it's, like I said, if you take away the Justin... Excuse Justin Thomas. Wow. The Taquan Marshall fumble and the Wanye Thomas fumble. Every time he gets hurt, yeah. The other thing is, I was about to say, him having a week off, a, a true, like, 10 days to get healthy, I like him getting back to the Louisville Bowling Green health, which healthy Taquan. Making the right reads. We've been yeah. good when he's healthy. I just our, our margin of, of win versus lo- losing this season is just like razor thin. Yeah. Like anything oh, can yeah. go wrong and like yeah those done. fumbles and blew it. As like it goes wrong, it's, it's just, off the rails. Yeah. It's it's like was it was confidence. fourteen to seven, and you were like, "All right, fourteen to seven. Defense have been playing great. I like this." Yeah, we had a we had a fluke slip mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. Whatever. But they just lost it, and then to two all more of a sudden, down it's, the next yeah. Minute and well, half. you know, if they were up, let's say they're up fourteen to seven. When uh, Wanye gets that kickoff, he yep. doesn't try to make something out of nothing there. Yep. And he just takes the fair catch. Takes the fair catch. Would have put him 15 yards ahead of where they would have got it anyway. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, that's when you do that. It's like guys pressing too much. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that's, you know, that's one of the big differences between college and NFL or even between, co- you know, Lower tier teams or average tier and the pre, you know the premier yeah. when football you're, teams. When you're like, pressing, things can, yeah, bad things like things snowball. 
Yeah. All right. So that's the second factor I, I like for us first Virginia Tech. So moving on to Miami, I'll, I'll well, go. Let's do North Carolina. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Forget about them. North Carolina is actually after. Away at North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. They're not very good this year. Yeah. I'm going win. Yeah. That's a debut. We're the better team. Oh, man. So we might sneak into uh, bowl eligibility. We're going to get there. We need to do it just to get those couple extra weeks of practice. Yep. For some of the youngins. Yep. That's we big, have not had that in the last couple of years. That's the big thing. I'm going to stick to my original pick for this game, which was an L. Wow, Cindy. So Cindy doesn't have a swing in bowl. Wow. I, I think it's be really hard for us to get a bowl. So you're going to get the, the two wins for the bowl are going to be... Uh, oh, we need three. Oh, three. So you're going to pick Miami and Georgia for the two Virginia. Virginia. Oh, yeah, Virginia. So Miami first. because there are four games left then? We do have four games, games left, okay. only two at home. Right. No, we have five, five games, games left. left. Yeah, five games left. Two at home. Oh, okay. So we're on the road two weeks in a row. And then home versus Miami, home versus Virginia, yeah. away versus Georgia. Yeah. Right. So, um, against Miami, I'm going to mark that one as an L. I'm not going to be there, most likely, so they'll probably win. Oh, perfect reason. Yeah. That'll make it okay if I'm, for me not being there. Cindy's got that one as an L. I'm really... Oh. Hell. We know about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be disappointed to miss the tailgate because shenanigans tailgates this year have been on point. Yeah. Been very good. Good, good cornhole cool. being played. Championship caliber cornhole. Oh, so if the nice. team on the field sucks, come watch the cornhole. Maybe we should just start tailgating more, like for, through the first half or something. Just <laughs> stick around and post tailgate. Why don't we just start no. tailgating on Friday? Post tailgates are. We need a tr- what we need always is not a camper. So. That's exactly a what trailer. we need. I'm with Tigger. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, a, mo- a motorhome, not a camper. Uh, not a trailer. But yeah. you know, we should have bought that bus a couple years ago. Or that fire truck, man. All right, All Virginia. Right. Virginia. I'm going to go W. Woo! Yeah, I'm, me too. I, they, they've done their surprise game against Miami, so. Terry? Uh, I'll say W. Terry's all in. Yeah. Hell. We already marked all yours. I know. I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> all right. And then at, at uh, in Athens. Ugh. W. <sighs> now, rather than saying my uh, um, prediction for that game, I'm going to tell you about the time that I went to Athens during the game where Reggie Ball threw it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. So Reggie would tell you that's third down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in Reggie's mind, he was all right. He's got some, you know, fake news going on in his head. But um, so the girl I was dating at the time, her roommate's mother was a professor at UGA, so she gave us tickets to the, for that. So I was at that game, and it was pissing rain. It was god awful terrible. We got there, and we had to tailgate in a stupid parking deck. And I drank a bottle of Strawberry Hill Boone's Farm. Ooh, that sounds like a bad idea. And then least, I went to that trash game. At least it, was a, it wasn't a clear Boone's Farm. At least it was a cloudy one. <laughs> I don't know that they had clear Boone's Farm. But Those are the worst, yeah. Huh, that must have been before they merged with Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went to that game. This is why that Terry and I are good friends. Small <laughs> liquor at Michigan Island. Yeah, so... They didn't win that game. You may remember. They did not win that game. Is that how it you turned out? You subscribe to Terry's podcast, Malt Liquor Monthly. <laughs> Dude, we should do a Malt Liquor podcast. Oh, God. If you want, I'll tell you about the time I drank four loco. 
<laughs> no. All right. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, that's gonna, I'm gonna put an L down for that one. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, yeah. for Georgia? For Terry? I feel oh, good no. about the rest of the ACC games. Though. Ask me in uh, two more weeks once I've seen a little more Georgia's defense. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm just gonna go with my original prediction, which was a W, but that is. We do, we do have a chance if they, got, if they got Justin from State Farm playing. Yeah, if their defense is still kind of as lukewarm as it is right now. I could change my mind, but we've only seen them play one game, really. So, I have to wait on that. Any other uh, closing thoughts? Um, I only watch one George game a year. Get well soon, Matt Bryant. Kicked out his poor little hamstring in that Falcons game. Um, um, uh uh-uh. Dude's like 60? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm, 43. A, I'm a sucker for old, old, old football players that play well. Go yeah. out on top, kicking 59-yard field goals. Cool. Yeah. Cindy, what are you up to this weekend? Anything fun while we uh, got a bye week? Uh, nope. Hanging out with the mom. Cool. Steven? New York. New, New York. York. Yeah. Not for fun, though, for a wedding? Not for fun. No, this oh, is, this is, this is the trip. second honeymoon. Fun trip. Fun trip. That'd be cool. Terry? You eating so much pizza. Um, pizza. You really? You're going to eat pizza while you're up there? You know the pizza's kind of trash, right? It's only a dollar, though. <laughs> like, you you can go Sparrow, and uh, that's... Basically, what you're gonna find. Got it. I ain't doing shit. No. I watch some football. That's about it. Yeah. Do some do some research on uh, yeah. some opponents. Nothing. Nothing going on this weekend. I'm kind of excited. It's been a lot of a lot of stuff going on. All right. Okay, so. What game are you looking forward to most this weekend? What's your marquee matchup for the weekend, Terry? Uh, I don't even know who's playing. Who's Clemson playing? Clemson, NC number State. three, is playing NC State, number 16. Mm, NC State's in that undefeated, game. right? Yeah, yeah that's a game. You got LSU, number five, versus number 22, Mississippi State. Meh. Uh, you have number 12, Oregon, versus number 25, Washington State. Also meh. That UCF ECU game might be good. Is ECU no, ECU is bad this year. Oh, um, so the old Gators. I mean, all the weeks you did beat. They playing this week? Look at them You got. Alabama, Tennessee. Tennessee's got a chance. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, TCU. Have you seen that Tua hasn't played in the fourth quarter yet this year? The who? What? Tua. No. Hadn't had to take a snap in the fourth quarter this year. I wasn't being serious. Has not. Have you ever, halfway through the season, hadn't had to take a snap in the fourth quarter? Alabama almost punted twice in the last game. Almost. That's more than we punted in, the, well, before last week, the last two games. Yeah. It would have been so much better to have this podcast after a win. Yeah. FSU Wake Forest, a matchup of three and three teams. <laughs> Actually, that's the kind of game that could end up really entertaining. Well, I know Wake Forest doesn't have an ACC win at all, so it could be huh. really entertaining. Like that's the kind of game you remember a handful of years ago where Wake Forest and Virginia Tech had a zero zero tie, tie yeah, going into overtime, and it was like it was horrible football, yeah. but it was a lot of fun that's to what watch. God awful meme of yep, Frank, Frank Beamer like, celebrating above his head, celebrating like oh, zero zero. Like that's the kind of game this FSU Wake game Frank, could be. Frank, I was always a fan of yours. I hated your team, but man, that was a bad look. Like each each of the teams goes out there, it starts to become a fist fight. But instead of being an actual fist fight, they're both like pummeling uh, themselves in uh, the face. Yeah. Did y'all see this email that came out today about the bobblehead? Yep. Tom yes. Johnson bobblehead. Yeah. Tom Johnson bobblehead. Of course, it's the game I'm probably For gonna miss. But there's I'm no really details about it. They're just like, bobblehead, invite yep. your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be something where you have to, like, email in something. No way they're going to have them actually at the game. They're right? going to be some kind of poor. They'll get you on the way out of the fourth it's quarter. It's going to be. <laughs> a, yeah. It'll be, Stick around. Tell, tell them, Bill. Tell them to do that. Todd, hold them bobbleheads oh, to, like, 
Oh, Two minutes left in the fourth quarter. That actually is a good idea. Yeah, we'll keep them that really is a good That is actually idea. a they really want good to idea. Stay, that's what they Instead do. of giving them the first 10,000 or 20,000. Give them the last 10,000. Give them the last 10,000 to stay. That, that's a money-making <laughs> idea right there. Oh You'd have people sitting there like two hours after the game like, I'm not leaving. I, <laughs> it still looks like there's 12,000 here. I can't be sure I'm going to get one. <laughs> that... Like, that's the kind of outside-the-box thinking we need. Yeah. All right, Terry, tell people where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on the ground at Biloxi, B-I-L-O, triple X-I. Mall Liquor Monthly Podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to start that. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. All right. We're going to stick with... Uh, Low-brow low drinking podcast? Yeah. All right, I think we can do that. The high life and the... Ooh. The high life. Yeah. That's a good... From some low life. That's a good yeah. nickname. Some low life for talk about the high life. 40 of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this idea. We can start recording at a tailgate. I think we should, man. This is this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me out here. Yeah, thanks for showing thanks up. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's, we'll have, it's to, good. have to have you have back. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WSPTAPod and on Instagram at Weekend Shenanigans. Uh, look for us also at... Uh, I've started a burner account. Huh. On Twitter, uh, I won't I won't give it away right now, but I'll I'll hint that it is actually getting distributed within the Atlanta United Twitter community. So huh. if you find me, good for you. We'll we'll see how this one goes. So <laughs> uh, for Stephen and uh, Cindy, this is Bill signing off. See ya.